Today, as we continue the seven I am statements, we're going to look at John chapter 10. And it says, I am the good shepherd. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to uh, John chapter 10. And we're going to be in verse 14. It says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. I lay down my life for my sheep. Jesus is making a connection that I think we're all familiar with. It's a family connection. You know, as a dad, as a mom, I think you would do anything to prevent a hurt to one of your children. I was talking to one of my neighbors. She's actually um, like my personal trainer. She takes me walking like a mile and a half every morning. And I really don't want to go, but I don't want to say no. But uh, she told me I actually have to stop eating <laughs> to, <laughs> to lose weight. It's, it's not the walking. But um, her daughter actually committed suicide when she was in her 20s. And she is still messed up years later. And we were talking about this, and she said, I told God, take me instead of her. Why would you do that? And I think the same thing. If something were to happen to my child, I would say, take me. Let me take the punishment instead of them. And I think that's exactly what Jesus is doing here. You know, back in biblical times, and I think still the same for today, sheep were very common. They're like cars. If you, see, if you probably saw a bunch of cars coming over here to church, they're the same thing. You would see sheep. Sheep were a, a source of, of food. They were a source of clothing. They were a source of milk. You could use the, the ram's horns to carry water, to carry oil. And sheep would be used for celebrations, a big party, a big luau. You would sacrifice the sheep and eat the sheep meat. You would also use it for sacrifice, for sins. And the sheep had to be less than a year old and not a blemish on it. A perfect sheep had to be sacrificed. You know, I always thought that sheep were dumb. And I watched a lot of messages and the pastor said that they were dumb. But in my research, sheep are actually pretty smart. They're not as smart as pigs, but they're about as smart as cows. They did a study on sheep and they found out that sheep can recognize other sheep, 50 different sheep faces, and they can remember them for two years. Sheep are not predators. They're prey animals. They don't have fangs. They don't have claws. They don't have, like, porcupine spikes they can shoot out. All they have is the bah! And that's not very intimidating. So when the predators come... 
their safe mechanism is to just gather together and flock. And the sheep have such a strong flocking uh, instinct that they'll follow each other. In Turkey, in 2005, there was one sheep. He jumped off a cliff that was 50 to 60 feet high. 1,500 sheep followed him. But only 400 died because the 400, they were actually so soft that the other ones, they kept getting higher and the other 1,100 didn't die. So that's a a little uh, information on sheep. If we can continue in verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. And I and the Father are one. The cool thing about sheep is that they'll follow their shepherd. He can call them, and they're like little dogs. They actually come and they follow him. I want you to check this video out. I found the video. So this is the picture God wants to show us. That as sheep, we don't listen to a stranger's voice. We listen to Jesus' voice. And I don't think it's up to us to decide whether we should listen to it or not. I think we should come running. You know, for me, like I, like I was sharing, I don't know if like I'm dreaming or, but that's how I see things. Something's not in my mind, then it's in my mind. Last week Sunday, as I was waiting for my wife to get ready uh, for church, I'm, I'm watching a sermon. And the thought comes into my mind, go make Julia some baked good. So I'm thinking, okay, it's 719. I'm leaving the house at 8. What can I make her in the oven in 40 minutes? So I get up. I start making it. I actually have it made, baked, all the dishes done and put away at 5 to 8. So I'm pretty excited. I was like, okay. I did what you said, God. I come to church, and Julia is not at church. So I was like, whoa. Did I, did I hear wrong? Maybe I heard wrong. But yet, her husband came. And I told him, give this to Julia and tell her, God said to bake these for you. That's the way I hear God. As I was preparing for um, a sermon back in May, I was praying, God, What should I say? So he told me, oh, you should tell the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I was like, okay. So I had actually asked 
a young man if he could do a little song for us, and his name was John. If you remember it, he played his ukulele. So I go to Ohana group with his mom, and being the mom that she is, she's like, okay, what, what's happening on Sunday? When, when is he going to play? What are you going to talk about? So I'm sharing, this is what I feel like God wants me to talk about. And this is where I'm going with it. And his mom, Melissa, tells me, oh, that's perfect for this lady I work with. She needs to hear this. I'm going to invite her. So I said, oh, this is the best opportunity. Just tell her to come and support your son, and we'll see what God does. So as I'm praying for what I should be doing, I actually see Melissa and two ladies with her sitting on these chairs. And as I'm up here walking back and forth, getting my exercise preaching, I see them both start crying. And then at the end of my talk, I give an altar call, an invitation to have a relationship with Jesus Christ himself. And I see them both raising their hands. And so when I'm actually up here on that Sunday, I see two women sitting next to Melissa. And they start crying. And so I give an altar call. And they both raise their hands. And I was like, God, you are so awesome. That you would love these two so much that you would single them out. And that their heart would yield to you. If we go back and look... In chapter 10, verse 16, it says, I have other sheep that are not of this pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. I think sometimes when we don't listen to Jesus' voice, we don't follow him, there'll be a missed opportunity. I want to show you a a video clip of Christine. And, uh, you know, I was having so much trouble this past week trying to get this video together. I have video equipment that I haven't used for a while. I shot video. I replayed it. It actually wasn't on the videotape. I was like, what is going on? I try to shoot it again. Dirty video heads. I can't even remember how to clean the heads. I have the cleaning tape. I record the interview. I play it back. Okay, it's all good. I play it back from Melissa. Yeah, it's all good. I go home, and I have the hardest time getting it to transfer to my computer. It is stuttering. So what's cut off here is... Christine is actually saying that I was invited to Ohana Christian Church by my good friend and co-worker, Melissa. Would you watch this? My name is Christine, and I was invited to Ohana Christian um, and I decided to invite my sister Jamie as well. It was a perfect time because 
I was looking for a church and uh, we had recently lost our little sister and so I think it was very impactful. We went to support John but in return I feel like I got a lot of support from everyone at church and and just hearing about God and, and knowing that that it will be okay. And I keep coming back because I feel like it's home. Would you help me welcome Christine and Jamie? You know, as, as, as you can understand right here, this is the safety zone. Nothing can hurt you behind this thing, you know. Um, you can understand they're super nervous, but I feel like they have something to release from God. Good morning. Um, please bear with me. I'm sick too, so I might say all kinds of weird things. Um, I don't want to play right. Um, some of the video did get um, messed up, but I was seeing that my really good uh, friend and coworker Melissa had invited me to come to church, and um, I wanted my sister to be here with me as well. And it was only maybe a couple weeks prior to her invitation. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, that our little sister Trinity had committed suicide. So it literally was God sent. You know, I, I, I had been searching for a church kind of in the back of my mind. And um, of course, I would always hope that my sister would be able to, to be here with me. Um, and so it was very important. And like I said, I came to just support John. Sure, you know, I love Melissa. Yeah, I'll be there. Can Jamie come? Yeah. And in return, I just felt so good about being here and the wonderful people that I've met and the familiar faces from our community. Like, hey, I know you, you know. And it does. It feels like home. And thank you. For, for allowing us to be here and, and to feel that way. And so when he asked if I would speak, uh, without hesitation, I said, yeah. I mean, after I thought about, oh, goodness. <laughs> what does he want me to do? And then he had the video, and I was like, ooh, I didn't sign up for that. Um, nor did I sign up for this. Um, but it's good. And I'm very grateful, so thank you. Um, good morning. My name is Jamie. Um, I am her little sister, and we had one after me. Um, I don't. I. I can't even explain how I felt when I came here to church with her because um, we're raised Christian. Yeah, we went to a lot of different churches, um, but you know, somewhere along the way, I lost my way. And, um, 
you know, after everything happened with our sister, I've always loved God. Yeah, I know Jesus was my savior. I've always loved God and I've always known that he loved me. But like I said, I lost my way and I, um, you know, I battled with a substance abuse problem for like 15 years. And um, in January, I made six years clean. And, um, when she invited me to church, I was really excited actually because I had gone to a church after everything happened with my sister and I didn't feel for some reason how I felt when I came here. As soon as I walked into the stores, it was instantly everybody was, good morning, hi, good morning, welcome, you know, and, um, as you can see, I have a lot of tattoos and so <laughs> sometimes when I go places, people, um, look at me differently, you know, and so I kind of just stick to myself, but I, that morning when I was here, and you're speaking, and I, you know, was with my sister, and I just, I felt the presence of God, and I felt like we were home, and when we left, I was like, oh my God, that was like, that was an amazing feeling, you know, and, um, and we were praising this morning, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but it said, blessed trinity, and, um, that was the first time any of the times that we were worshiping that that was in there and I just felt like that was a sign and um I haven't been able to make it every weekend because I live on the east side but I come whenever I can and I come with her when she's home but I, and I just want to apologize because I missed a couple weekends because <laughs> she was gone you know and not staying with her the Saturday night previous is just like I'd rather be with her you know but I just want to thank you guys because um, because I do feel like this is home and, and, and I'm really grateful because, you know, it's bringing us closer and it's helping us through everything that we're going through right now, just to be able to be here and be a part of. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I think this thing is a big distraction. I'm eating breakfast with my daughter a week ago. And I don't know if it was her that busted out her phone or if it was me. But pretty soon, we're just like doing our phone thing. And I was like, holy cow, what am I doing? So I actually started leaving my phone at home. I'm going old school. It's like, you know what, leave a message. If not, call me at night. I'm not that important. I think you can live without me. But I think sometimes this is a screen that blocks out God's voice. Because I could be reading my Bible, but bing! Oh, who's that? Oh, you know what? I'm going to take a picture with my bestie. <laughs> Look at what I'm eating. Look at who I'm hanging out with. I had lunch with Pastor Thomas. <laughs> so I think that's why we might want to go old school and use our Bible. But I think sometimes in life, circumstances arise or situations 
and we so focus on them. Day after day, week after week, and they start coming bigger and bigger. And pretty soon we're overwhelmed. And we forget that Jesus tells us, my Father is greater than all. You might be here this morning and you might be facing a similar situation. I can't imagine going through a situation like Christine and Jamie and the rest of their family and their parents. What if one of my four siblings were to take their own life? How would I handle that? And I think when we come to a point where we think we cannot carry on, we have to say to ourselves what King David said in Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in your house forever. You may need to say that once a day, twice a day. You may need to say it at every meal. You may need to say it every hour to remind yourself that our Heavenly Father, who knows you intimately, is greater than all. Would you bow your heads and pray with me?